I thought like I thought working as a paramedic. I was, we were chatting before we started recording. I thought as a paramedic working night shifts that this would set me up for success. It is such a different experience, and it's such a different like kind of tired. You're like mentally, emotionally, physically exhausted like all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. Welcome to Taste BC Radio, where we're going on a journey to explore restaurants, breweries, wineries, and just about anywhere where you can eat or drink local. I'm Jeff. And I'm Dan. And we are talking twice a month about local BC food and drink. If you want to join in on the conversation, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at TasteBC Radio, or email us at host at tastebcradio.ca. All right, tasters, let's get into it. What's up, Dan? <laughs> oh, you know what's up. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so I uh, we I have a bit of announcement. My wife and I welcomed our child into the world uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, which has been a wild, wild ride. He arrived uh, about three weeks early. Uh, I guess he was just really excited to be be in this world. And yeah, uh, yeah but he's doing really well. Mom's recovering well, and we're just kind of getting into the swing of having a newborn, which is a wild ride. Yeah, I I don't know what. I don't know what day it is. I don't know what week it is. <laughs> time is a time is a uh, weird concept to me right now. <laughs> yeah, but it's been really cool. It's a very interesting experience. Yeah, well, it's funny because like on the last episode, you were like, "Well, it's finally arrived," and I'm like, "The baby," and you're like, "No," and then like a couple days later, it's like, "Oh." Actually, the uh, yes baby this has. time. <laughs> <laughs> Scratch that. Yeah. It has arrived, yeah. Um, yeah, really, uh, really, really cool. Um, just like a flood of like emotions and and kind of a new way of living at the moment where it's not like you, you can't really do everything that you want to do because you have this big responsibility that relies on you for everything, yeah. and, which is hard, but it's also amazing. And uh, you're just, you have these little moments from time to time and uh, it just makes it such a, such a cool experience. Minus the sleep deprivation. That's, the, <laughs> yeah, that's a hard one. <laughs> yeah. Small price to pay for small price. an incredible journey though. I would totally. And I'm and not it, speaking like, from experience, but <laughs> yeah, fair enough enough fair enough but um um how about you man what's uh what's been up with you i it, fe- <laughs> it feels like a long time since we've talked and it actually hasn't been as long as i thought because i i thought we were going to be late on this episode to be honest with you yeah well fortunately we were ahead and getting ready to get ahead of recording because we are, i have a super busy end of this month and so being late on recording that actually ended up us recording it on time so kind of worked out perfectly (laughs) it's nice Um, when stuff like that happens when everything falls into place (laughs) yeah exactly Um, everything is going for me school is incredibly taxing on me right now and yeah i kind of knew that going into this semester but it's especially so and you can kind of hear also i'm kind of (laughs) sick i lost my voice a couple days ago and uh, it's just kind of coming back so it's just been an interesting week of midterms and things being due and um, getting grade backs, grades back that I'm not happy with. and mm. um, But also making it on the honor roll for last right, semester. Right, yeah. So, so that's really good. Looking at the positives. <laughs> positives. Yeah, well, last semester I made it on the dean's list, um, which I was really, I was surprised, but I was really happy about. Yeah. And then I got a series of bad grades back for this semester, which... I didn't expect either and was pretty disappointed with. Um, So just have to buckle down for the next six weeks of school and 
get it over with because this is with any luck going to be my hardest semester. So hoping to recover from that and just let the curve pull me up a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Hope for the best. Yeah. Go love that bell curve. (laughs) Yeah. I hate it. I mean, I I love it. I I love it when I'm on the upper half. And I yeah. hate it when I'm on the lower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it's never made sense to me. It's uh, such a weird system. Yeah. It really, like it. it just provides an excuse for uh, poor quality of teaching. Totally. I yeah. agree. And, and it shouldn't be based on that either. Like yeah. it shouldn't be graded and you should be graded individually rather than like on a bell, on the bell curve. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really oh, understand well. the bell curve, to be honest with you. Like it's just, it's not a concept that, uh, that I understand fully. Yeah. Well, and because my program is split between the business and the environment department, all my business classes are curved and all my environment department classes aren't. And all my business classes are looking for a specific type of writing and all my environment classes are looking for a different type of writing. So it's been really confusing going back and forth between oh, them and no. yeah it's it's uh it's tough but it'll be worth it in the end i think yeah absolutely yeah just gotta grind it out man you got yeah. this <laughs> yeah oh well that's fine but now we get to take a few like 45 minutes or so and we get to chat about our favorite things in the world exactly yeah just get to chill and relax and oh and this episode's coming out on Canada Day, so happy long weekend, everybody. Happy long um, weekend. Hope that you enjoy it and uh, spend it not locked up in your office doing homework like I will be, and oh. <laughs> or um, sleeping in two and a half hour increments all night like yep. Dan will be. Yep. <laughs> Which is funny because I was actually scheduled to work Canada Day night, so I probably would have been sleeping in two hour, well, sleeping in half an hour increments anyway, right. so yeah. 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 <laughs> so did you just get like additional time off just or how did Actually what the day he was born was my first day of like a holiday block. So it actually oh. worked out really well. So I only have to move my pat leave back one block. So oh, which, perfect. Is, which is fine. So I, and the paperwork's are all been done. I officially start pat leave tomorrow. Oh tomorrow amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. It's nice. Nice um uh nice privilege to have and uh my wife and i were talking about this the other day and like especially in the states like not having like guaranteed mad or pat leave is just bonkers yeah like it's it's wild the we're very lucky in this country and we can complain all that we want that other countries have some better options but we're pretty lucky here with with the options that we have yeah absolutely yeah we should always strive for better working conditions but it's it's important also to check ourselves from time to time yeah appreciate what we do have yeah absolutely and to have a to work for an organization that lets you able to make those changes abruptly absolutely (laughs) yeah oh oh yeah absolutely yeah i uh credit to my employer like i sent an email saying like hey this this happened (laughs) and uh the next day i got an email from my manager email from hr and uh scheduling and said like it's all taken care of congratulations enjoy your baby and i was like and like three days later it was on my schedule and i was like holy crap (laughs) yeah that's awesome yeah good for them and yeah. uh, and congratulations to you and your wife and oh, thank you. um, your parents and her parents. And um, you must have some incredibly happy grandparents. Yes, we do. Very excited. <laughs> and I know that when my nephew was born, my parents were just absolutely ecstatic. Yeah. And he's just their entire world now. So absolutely. Um, I can only imagine with, with your parents and uh, and your wife's parents as well. So 
That's amazing. Even your parents sent sent us a lovely gift as well, and uh, so we just started got it the other day. So is that your passive aggressive way of saying that we didn't send you a gift? No, not at all. <laughs> no, that's not at all. <laughs> you jerk. <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> all right, let's move on. <laughs> yes, please. Okay. What are we chatting about today, Jeff? We're doing something that you decided would be a good idea, and we're going to talk about distilleries. And I so think we've done I don't, one. I don't think we've done a distillery topic. Yes. Um, we might have done one, but we've definitely talked about some distilleries in the the mini uh, what you've been tasting kind of sections. Yes. Um, so I got pretty excited about this. Although you and I both were talking and saying that for some reason distilleries have a really hard time of sharing their stories and make it really hard for us to find out yeah. information about them. But uh, yep. um, I, I don't even know when mine opened. I can't, oh, I can't find that. I know. Yeah, I can't find that information anywhere. I'm sure we could figure it out if we go to like um, business records through the government and stuff. But hey, that's 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 a lot of work. I love you three listeners, but <laughs> a couple more important things to do than do that kind of stuff. So exactly. we'll just stick with the information that we can find easily. So um, Absolutely. OK, so I want to talk about a. Uh, East Van Distillery, a a distillery that opened in East Van in 2017, and the company is called Resurrection Spirits. Mm -hmm. So a bartender that was well-known for his work at a Gastown upscale uh, cocktail bar named Brian Grant decided to open a distillery in East Van. And what he did was he went to a um, distilling not school, like clinic in uh, Spokane, Washington, and learned about how to distill properly and kind of the history of it. And then he came back and decided that he wanted to do one that kind of focused on the historical way of distilling that occurred in North America, and that's focused on uh, rye. And so he's using rye to create, well, rye and whiskey and uh, a couple other spirits as well where a lot of places are using barley, which is apparently uh, cheaper and a lot easier to use. He's using rye because it has that kind of distinct flavor. And it's, again, it's more uh, traditional in the way that it's being done. And so he opened in 2017 and was unable to actually technically have a whiskey because for it to be a whiskey, it has to be aged in barrels for three years Mm. and be under a a very specific process. So now he has a, a rye whiskey as well, but it started off with just having what he called a rye and then a white rye. And the white rye is like, it looks like vodka. It's hilarious. It's it's completely clear, totally transparent. Um, It's not a whiskey because it hasn't gone through the aging process and doesn't have those tones from the barrel. But it's not a vodka because it's uh, rye and has like the flavors of like a deep rye grain. And then um, since then, he's also produced uh, gin and vodka and something called Nocino, which is an Italian liqueur, uh, and it's made from unripened green walnuts and uh, some you know sugars and spices. Uh, and he's also produced a uh, bir- what he calls birdie juice, which is similar to uh, like Fireball. It's like a cinnamon whiskey. Ooh. Um, but with this production of his distillery, he opened also a tasting room in East Van, and he's producing really high end cocktails uh, at a reasonable price and. Uh, my wife and I went there 
and we were able to try a couple of the drinks. Unfortunately, when we were there, there was a special event happening, so we didn't get to try some of the more exciting drinks. It was kind of a compressed menu. But a lot of the drinks that he did that are on here just seem absolutely incredible. For example, he has a um, a cocktail that combines gin and mezcal, which is a combination I've never seen before personally. Uh, and then it comes with kiwi, lime, um, cucumber bitters, and simple uh, syrup. Uh, so it's kind of got that like sweet tart from the kiwi and lime it's got the smokiness from the mezcal and then it's got the botanicals from the gin which is super cool um he produces a classic old-fashioned with his rye whiskey um which is traditionally produced with uh bourbon um so it kind of is going to have a little bit less sweetness to it but that is easily compensated for with the other ingredients Mm. um there's um some really fun vodka drinks like uh a chai-based drink, which is made with vodka as well. Um, and then they have this really cool uh, version of a Caesar because he's produced a garlic vodka. And so it has like a garlic nose, garlic flavor, garlic finish, but it's a vodka. And then he uses that with Clamato and Worcestershire, Tabasco and uh, horseradish to produce a like a really deep and like with that like garlic flavor on the Caesar as well, which is really cool. Um, They have a couple non-alcoholic cocktails as well. And the tasting room is like a 40 seat, really industrial kind of feel. It has like that high end, like the cocktail, the bartenders have like the kind of speakeasy vibe to them. They're wearing like the vest and rolled up sleeves and they're like hand fashioning all the cocktails behind the bar. Um, Really interactive with the guests uh if you want something in particular like oh i kind of want this drink but i don't like this ingredient or whatever they're happy to like mix and match and make it work um there's floor to ceiling there's it's two stories and they have like an upstairs area and a downstairs area and so there's probably about 20 seats downstairs and 20 seats upstairs and then those it's loft style so it's all open to one big room and then that room is floor to ceiling glass going into the distilling area so you can see all the copper and all the stills and everything on the other side of that glass area and they're open only open a few days of the week so they're open thursday to saturday and um they're open thursday from 5 to 10 p.m and then uh saturday from 5 to midnight sorry friday and saturday from 5 to midnight so a, a narrow window for to be able to go get these drinks uh part of that is because of their licensing and part of that is because um it's a pretty small scale operation one of the things that he wanted to do with this program is to maintain that kind of cool factor and (laughs) maintain the you know um uh, authenticity of the small scale distilling and what he's found with uh, distilleries that have popped up in Vancouver is that they start to get really popular and they get bought out by one of the big names. And so mm-hmm. they they kind of lose their character and lose their touch and they're just, you know, another cog in the machine of distilleries. Uh, and he wanted to make sure that that stayed well within his grasp and kind of keep its character and keep its um, story alive. Um, they don't really offer any food except for a couple snacks. They have uh, popcorn, mixed nuts, chips, and salsa, and then they have a charcuterie board. And you get to choose from three cheeses or three meats, like like mix and match between those six options. And then it also okay. comes with bread, pickles, nuts, uh, 
dates, grapes, and Dijon mustard. Um, so it's a nice kind of like experience to be able to have that, share some charcuterie, have a couple cocktails. Um, they're, when we were there, they were playing old Charlie Chaplin films projected on the wall, at, like silent movies, and kind of like look over and you just see Charlie Chaplin like pretending to fall off a building. And then he's like, oh, just kidding, it's a sidewalk art. And <laughs> so really fun experience there as well. Everything in um, the distillery is from BC. So everything they use to produce is from BC, including the rye, which comes from Armstrong, BC. Uh, and it's all organic grains as well. So nice. uh, I didn't actually know this until I read up on this. But in BC, it, to be considered craft and receive the like local craft uh, BC benefits, everything has to come from within BC. And uh, especially with you know, like grains and stuff, it's widely available in BC. So why not get it from uh, local areas? And so one of the things that he's produced, obviously, is um, uh, local, like, ev- like every, every uh, spirit that he makes is produced with BC grains and BC ingredients. Um, and he has plans to also make um, like fruit spirits with Okanagan fruit, uh, to expand his line of bitters and stuff like that. He actually originally started by, for the cocktail bar that he was working for before he opened this place, he started making his own bitters because he wanted, he couldn't find the flavors that he wanted through their suppliers. So he just decided to make his own and that kind of ignited his passion for it. Wow. Also, a lot of his uh, spirits have won uh, many awards. So the, it doesn't actually list where these awards are from but i'm assuming from the you know bc or canada spirit competitions uh the nochino won a gold in its category the pale rye won a silver and a bronze in its category the bc dry gin won a bronze in its category and the rye whiskey won two silvers in its category so um the really high quality, obviously, um, doing something right here and maintaining uh, growth. He's slowly grown, grown his selection of spirits over the last uh, six years that he's been open. And now that he's able to, now that he's been able to actually age his whiskey in barrels and produce uh, true Canadian rye whiskey, like within like the labeling standards of what whiskey is, he's able to add that to his collection. So. Um, it's a really, uh, yeah, it's a really great experience going there. Like the, the storefront almost looks like hidden. It's not a speakeasy, obviously it, like, it's not like a speakeasy style, but like you kind of would easily just like go right past it if you didn't know it was there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like kind of darker inside. So it's in this industrial area. And so you might not even like, like when we first pulled up, we're like, is that it? And then we kind of saw inside and saw that there was bartenders kind of doing their thing and they're like, oh, and like that's that's it. And so it's not hidden by any means, but it's it's not like, um, it's a little bit off the beaten path and, and a little bit like more um, subtle, which I, mm. I like. It's kind of like, yeah, we're here, we're doing this thing. And if you want to come in for a tasting, great. We'd love to have you. Because um, he's definitely focusing on the production of the spirits and making sure that this is like a uh, what he calls a, a bartender spirit. So rather than just saying, oh, this is the spirit that I'm producing for me and like to be the best spirit, he's producing it for like specifically bartending, not so much just drinking on its own. Although there's a lot of 
things a, a lot of his spirits do say like it could be enjoyed on the rocks just fine however um the whole kind of goal of the whole thing was to make really high quality mixable mixable spirits that follow a traditional route and have the like stand up within a cocktail so if you're getting a whiskey sour it doesn't just taste like lemon juice and egg whites it tastes like like a good hearty whiskey balanced out with the lemon juice and egg whites and and simple sugar, simple syrup so um he has a really descriptive uh page with all of his whiskeys on the website so if you go to resurrectionspirits.ca and then you can go to their spirit section and they have an online shop as well but it also ta- uh, has tasting notes for each one and each one talks about the nose the palate and the finish um so like i mentioned before the garlic vodka it just for tasting notes it just says nose garlic palate garlic finish garlic <laughs> whereas all the other ones it's a little bit more descriptive like um toffee vanilla dried cherries elusive spice uh and like stuff like that but i just really thought, thought that was kind of funny just like garlic 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 <laughs> yeah he also through the shop sells not only his spirits but also um like kits like uh old-fashioned cocktail crate uh french 75 martinis um mixed martini crate uh, and so you can get basically everything you need to make the cocktails and it comes with, all the way with like the orange the the garnishes the the bitters and you get far more than you need to make you know one or a couple cocktails and you would have to replenish the spirits by the time you go through any of the other ingredients or replenish the oranges whatever but basically they're handing it to you with a recipe saying here you go here's how you make this and um I think it comes with glassware as well. Some of them do. Hmm, oh, yeah. Some of them come with glassware as well. Um, most of them come with glassware as well. Not the old-fashioned one, though, for some reason. Or at least I don't see it in the picture. Fair enough. So, yeah. A really great entryway. Plus, you get a cute little crate. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, yeah, if you're if you're not, like, if you don't know how you are going to make these different cocktails or whatever i mean they're they're simple they're just martinis old-fashioned french 75 which are quite simple cocktails but they're very um specific and like the quality of the ingredient is really important because they're so simple cocktails so having this and like having like the dehydrated orange and the the bitters and whatever else you need is a really cool touch Hmm. yeah sounds like he's making like a very uh personal experience but uh, like personal for him but also personal for the consumer as well yeah exactly no go ahead oh i was just saying like the the branding all of his branding is very simple and clean and um it looks it looks really nice it's 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 recognizable it's like a really simple bottle really simple label it just says resurrection down the background of it um and it's it's the kind of catches your eye it's very like sleek um but it's not super flashy um he had a few investors that um he partnered with um a restaurateur named tyson raymer and a defense lawyer named adrian picard and they're kind of partners in in the whole operation i don't know how involved they are with the actual distilling but um yeah grant is obviously the the face of it and really kind of the the person behind the operations of making all of this happen and and the 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 person that is trying to build this clientele and build the you know the relationships with the the consumers um and i really look forward to seeing what else he puts out uh it, just by coincidence before we recorded about half an hour before we recorded i got a message from my wife on instagram which was a picture of their uh garlic cocktail or garlic caesar 
And I was like, oh my God, it's so funny that you just sent this to me. And she's like, why? I'm like, well, because I was just about to talk about it with Dan on the podcast. And normally I don't tell her like what we're going to talk about yeah, and yeah. kind of leave it as a bit of a surprise. But I was like, I can't not say that. It's so funny. Just like, we haven't talked about the place in months. And then all of a sudden she just sends it to me and I'm like, that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Such a coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you two have known each other for a really long time or something. Maybe a minute or two. Yeah. Just a couple. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so um, if you are in the East Van area or you're passing through Vancouver or you just want to go out for a nice one or seven cocktails, head down to 1672 Franklin Street and that's Resurrection Spirits. All right, Dan, tell me what you have been eating or drinking lately. Well, I have been drinking. Um, Congratulations. <laughs> just thought I'd let you know. Um, and it's a it's a lovely beer that, that I would like to talk about. A little, um, but I really want to talk a lot about the actual style of beer because I found some interesting information on the origins of uh, this style. And so the beer I want to talk to you about is Vancouver Island Brewing's Dominion Dark Lager, which is a okay. Schwarz beer, an authentic Bavarian style lager. Um, and it is uh, got notes of mostly chocolate, I would say, and little uh, coffee notes as well. I would agree with the the, the, the description. However, it's mainly like a chocolatey, primarily cho- chocolatey in nature. It's a lovely light beer uh, that's like dark to look at, which is always kind of a bit of a trippy experience. Um, and it's one of the few kind of dark, darker beers that you could really enjoy during the during the summer. And so it's kind of uh, moving away from your uh, your uh, saisons or your um, hefeweizens or um, well, really any light beer during the summer. And if you're not into the whole light beer uh, aspect, this one is definitely something that you want to keep an eye out for. If, if you're looking to uh, crack open a can on the on a, on your deck or or whatever in the sunshine, um, is the Schwarz beer. This is what I found really interesting. The origins of Schwarz beer is actually really interesting. So they. Um, the best evidence that we have of how old the style of beer is was discovered by an archaeolo- by archaeologists in uh, and Kulmbach, which is a village in northern Bavaria. It was part of a Celtic tomb, and they Whoa. found black uh, beer and part and some bits of partially baked bread, which was the fermenter start fermenting starter uh, back then. This tomb was nearly 3,000 years old, so making it the oldest evidence of brewing found in Europe, which I found really cool. Um, When you actually break down uh, Schwarz beer, um, the the village that it's found of, Kolmbach, uh, is kind of the central story of the or, uh, central to the origin story of Schwarz beer, um, and it was uh, it was actually started uh, it was brewed by monks back in the day, um, which I found very interesting, um, and they um, used to have in their courtyard uh, the words uh, Kuhnbacher Kloster Munschaf Schwarz beer, which translates to black beer from the monks. So that I don't know. I thought the history sense. behind that was really, really interesting. Yeah. And uh, the most uh, popular Schwartz beer in the world, uh, believe it or not, comes from uh, Stowe in Vermont at a brewery called hey. The Alchemist. And the beer hey, I've is been there. Dark. Have you? No yeah. way. Yeah, I'm sure I've had it too. Oh, you probably have. Yeah. Yeah, The Alchemist is an incredible brewery. Oh, cool. Maybe we'll have like a specialty episode where like we'll have to talk about like cool breweries outside of BC. 
We could. No, <laughs> no there's too many breweries in in BC. We need to stick to to stick to yeah. BC. <laughs> we just just 45 minutes of us listing breweries that we like that aren't in BC. <laughs> <laughs> no context whatsoever. Zero context. Yeah, and just like literally, just you and I back and forth, the different breweries that we've yeah. been to, one after yeah. the other. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, the Alchemist is kind of widely regarded as one of the greatest breweries in the world. Is it really? Yeah. Oh man! Oh dang! So you've been to the greatest brewery in the world, then? One of. One of. Okay. Okay. I wonder why. Do you know why it's uh, one of the most popular or one of the most famous? Uh, it's good. It's okay. really, <laughs> it's yeah. really incredible. It's a cool experience there too, and it's just like, um, yeah, Stowe, Stowe in Vermont is a really cool. It's kind of touristy, mm. I guess. Um, it's beautiful in the winter. Uh, there's some really good. There's some really good breweries in Vermont, actually. Um, when I was living I in Boston, we traveled me. up there a, f- a few times, and yeah, I really, they're they're just super super high quality beer, really good. Um, I think started by some chemists, but that might just be something I made up because of the name. <laughs> but yeah, just really yeah, really great. Awesome. Yeah. So if you're in your local uh, uh, liquor store, uh, Vancouver Island Breweries uh, Dominion Dark Lager is a must try in the summer if you're looking for a dark beer to enjoy. Amazing. So Jeff, what have you been eating or drinking these days? I have something a little bit different. Um, I recently went to a farmer's market, which I think I talked about on last episode. Mm -hmm. And one of the other things I got there was a bag of pierogies. From Mama Moosey's Pierogi Company. Oh. Um, and I met with Market Mark there. His name is Mark, <laughs> and he does all the markets. And so they're from uh, the Sunshine Coast in Gibsons, if I remember correctly. Yeah, in Gibsons. And they produce pierogies. Uh, they actually have some cinnamon buns, cabbage rolls. But they started kind of at the beginning of the pandemic where she decided to just make some pierogies and they were really good. It was the recipe of her grandmother-in-law. You can follow that lineage up, like her husband's grandmother. And the recipe kind of got passed down and eventually made it to her. And she kind of built off that recipe and started making these pierogies. Now, what's really cool about these ones is, well, first of all, they're all handcrafted. Second of all, they're pre-cooked. So all you get them frozen, and you can cook them straight from frozen in the oven, air fryer, or a nonstick pan. Huh. And you don't have to worry about parboiling them before putting them in the pan, which you, like is always a disaster because the, the lining comes off, and it starts to fall apart, and all the goods yeah. start spilling out. So yep. these ones, um, we bought a bag. It was $21 for uh, between 14 and 16 pieces. We got 15 and... So that's about a buck fifty a piece, but they're really big pierogies. And my wife pan fried them, and I air fried mine just to kind of see the differences. I actually didn't get to try any of hers because she was not together when we were eating them. Um, and she said they were fantastic in the pan fry. I mine air fried. They fried up beautifully. They were like crispy on the outside and still super tender and like nice and flavorful on the inside. They had so many different flavors too. Lots of really cool flavors that um, you wouldn't expect from pierogies. Like they had, um, all right. Um, they had a lot of flavors that you wouldn't expect. Like they have like 
smoked gouda and cheese, smoked gouda cheese, bacon, potatoes, um, or just smoked gouda cheese, potatoes, lots of vegetarian options. They had like a mac and cheese stuffed one. They have roast garlic and potatoes, caramelized onion. Uh, They have a spicy ghost pepper sauce one. (laughs) So it's like stuffed with ghost peppers. They have one stuffed with habaneros and Havarti, sun-dried tomatoes. They have dill pickle and uh, creamy cashew cheese. They have a, a vegan gouda. They have sauerkraut, mushrooms and sauerkraut. Tons of really great options for meat eaters, vegetarians, vegans alike. Um, we got one of the Gouda ones, and it was super, super flavor- flavorful. I literally had mine with nothing on it. I just air fried it, and I just hand bombed it and ate them. And uh, it was enough. I didn't need anything. I didn't need caramel, like all the all the fixings that you would normally get on pierogies. I just ate it just like that, and it was re- super, super good. Um, right now, they're available in at markets and um they're yeah yeah they're they're at all the kind of major markets in the lower mainland they're at several grocery stores on the sunshine coast uh they have one place in squamish and they have uh five places in metro vancouver that they're selling as well so um good distribution uh they've they've they're all the way from I guess, New West to Squamish to Madeira, which is like the Northwest point of the Sunshine Coast. Uh, And every single thing is handcrafted and incredibly flavorful. Really uh, great uh, people or, well, uh, Mark took took the time to talk to me, tell me the story, explain all about the pierogies and and how they were, where they were located. It had nothing but amazing things to say about the owners as well. So, Yeah, so if you get a chance to check them out, uh, Mama Moosey's pierogies, uh, you can head to their website or follow the link in the show notes and find out where they're located. Uh, definitely worth trying, and I am—I I wanted to buy like six different flavors at the market, and I had to restrict myself just to one because I was like, these look amazing, and they feel like they'd be amazing, but I have to, I have to try them first to make sure, and now I'm like kicking myself for not getting a bunch of other flavors too. <laughs> Dang it! man yeah they don't uh they don't have any uh in on vancouver island yeah not on the island yet no dang it i really want pierogies why jeff why (laughs) the whole point is to try to convince you to come back over here (laughs) that's the entire reason for this podcast yeah (laughs) (laughs) i knew it there was something that you were up to you were up to something i knew it (laughs) After a year, the truth finally came out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. What do you got for me in terms of a distillery? All right. Well, I have a place that I would love to talk to you about. And it may have been one of the very first distilleries that uh, my wife and I ever visited together, um, from my recollection, which is famously poor, so I may be wrong, and I'm sure I'll get corrected when my wife listens to this, but I'm going to give it a go one way or the, one way or the other. And I want to talk to you about Tofino Distillery. Oh. And no guess, no, uh, no prize for guessing where this is located in the beautiful West Coast small community of Tofino. Just add to the other wonderful, wonderful things that Tofino has to offer. Including this, where I got engaged to my wife? Exactly. Well, there you go. Exactly. Which I'm sure that I, I think there's like an actual sign there now. Yeah. Isn't there? Yeah. It says, famous human and podcaster. <laughs> got engaged here. <laughs> got engaged here. 
<laughs> I wouldn't. It wouldn't put. I wouldn't put it past Tofino. That'd be yeah. amazing. <laughs> um, located in like a like a little bit of an industrial park and kind of all across the parking lot from Tofino Brewing, which may have to talk about as well in the podcast at a later date um it's a cute little uh distillery I, when you look at the when you walk in it's kind of got that the west coast feel so lots of natural wood you, they have the distilling equipment all out there the there's a few uh, uh seats that are part um they kind of look like those uh what are those they they um kind of those drums where they wrap wire around the wooden drums and so not a lot of not a ton of places to sit um but uh it kind of Wait, just what? adds to the nice little uh, intimate ambiance that you find there um a drum that they wrap a wire around yeah i can't remember what it's called <laughs> you uh, sit on it i know that's the table uh so there's chairs around and they're uh, like <sighs> oh the the table is i'm gonna send you this <laughs> oh it, um like like the spool like spool. the thank you that's the right. word i was looking <laughs> God. spool yes okay. indeed gotcha. <laughs> um anyway when you go when you go here you get a, a wonderful wonderful experience and when we were there we we it was us and uh, another couple that were there and so the people who were serving us were able to t- tell us a lot about the distilling process and what they used to to make it and and everything so it was a wonderful experience having not been or been to having not been to a distillery before I had the great idea of trying it instead of in a cocktail, uh, having it straight. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, that, as somebody who was young and still developing their palate for um, different kinds of booze, that was probably a mistake. However, I still have uh, wonderful memories of the experience and uh, the the uh, the the product itself. So, hey, if you want to get down and dirty with a product, trying it by itself is the way to do it. Absolutely. It probably also didn't help that we this was our second stop after Tofino Brewery. We saw it across the parking lot and we we're like, yeah, let's go check it out. Loosen <laughs> so, it up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so we got, uh, basically we were able to try all the ones that they had um, uh, at the time. And um, so we got to try their kind of their, their basic gin, their West Coast gin. They also had a the old growth cedar gin, which is this lovely... Piney gin that um, so lots of um, juniper flavors and, that you would normally <laughs> and um, and then a lovely like kind of piney finish to it and oh it was just lovely uh, those were the two gins that we tried we and then we tried their small batch vodka uh, their jalapeno vodka and their espresso vodka oh and amazing so these, yeah so they were super wonderful the the espresso vodka especially oh was just delectable um uh, i see they've come out with a few new ones that we didn't unfortunately didn't get to try they came out with an absinthe called psychic psychedelic jellyfish Whoa. which uh is uh 73 percent abv and it is made with that's scary <laughs> yeah uh and it is made with it's green and you look at the uh I look at the uh, label and it's a bunch of like three jellyfishes swimming around and it's kind of right. got this old timey bottle feel. It's got like a, a cork at the top and kind of looks like you would find find like a uh, like a note or something. And this bottle is floating onto the onto yeah. the shore or something. Um, yeah. So anyway, it's made with um, wormwood and and seas fennel hyssop and lim, lemon balm. And yeah. uh, it's this version of a tradi- they call it a version of a traditionally unconventional spirit, <laughs> right? And well, uh, that's what was the second word? 
Anise or anise? Anise. Oh, anise. 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 Yeah. yeah. It's like the licorice flavor. That makes oh, sense. Oh, okay. Oh, there you go. Yeah, for uh, for an absinthe for sure. Um, and their their jalapeno vodka that was I believe this time was before we tried the flame. So this is our first experience of a right. spicy uh, like hard bar right. or spicy uh, alcohol, and it was very spicy. It was wild. It was really really <laughs> nicely done, and you could get it obviously in like a Caesar, which is what they made it for, and stuff like that. Right, of course. I think after tasting like all of the all of the spirits that we did, we were just like, oh, I don't think we can. I don't think we could. But next time we're in Tofino, we're definitely gonna give it a whirl yeah um part of uh what i found really interesting but at the same time when you're researching for a podcast i found it a bit frustrating um but they're not on social media and they like do that purposefully because they want people to come into the uh into the um uh establishment and uh, come and enjoy making it more about the spirits themselves rather than kind of the commercial aspect of it yeah so yeah i get it but then i can't tag you in the post (laughs) i know i know exactly yeah so even on their website it has like this beautiful picture of uh of tofino and it says in an effort to preserve our traditional approach we have opted not to brand with social media in view in, in lieu of this we hope to provide a more intimate personal experience for all please visit us in person or email us at the link below we'd love to hear from you so I thought that was kind of an interesting uh, way of doing things, and they clearly are doing uh, very well, despite mm-hmm. not being on social media. And uh, they also do a lot of the stuff that I always look for. Um, their specific mechanical systems that they use for distilling. All of their mechanics uh, were come came from Victoria, which I which is always appreciated. And they have uh, they have the uh, certified organic BC grain from Fieldstone or- Organics, which is Armstrong. They're, the water that they use to distill, I found this really cool. Uh, Armstrong as well. That's where sorry? Armstrong BC as well. That's where um, Resur- Resurrection gets their rye from. There you go. Perfect. we got to go to Armstrong. <laughs> we, yeah, apparently. We're missing something in Armstrong, that's for sure. Um, and the water uh, is uh, from the watershed of Mears Island, which is just off of the clay off of the sound of where just off the coast of where tofino is located so really really neat that they use uh locally uh, sourced water even um the the only thing that they don't do all locally sourced they try their best to do all uh, the most that they can but they also get some of their botanicals from all over the world i guess there are right. certain things that they like the quality or maybe it's maybe it's just easier for them to get it from other places. But everything other than the botanicals is all uh, locally sourced, which is amazing. That's awesome. uh, yeah. One of their yeah. newer products, this is the one that I wanted to talk about, which is really cool. Uh, they call it Beach Fire. And it's a cinnamon mm. spirit, a cinnamon liqueur that is made out of a bourbon base. So you have a... Uh, so it's uh, like Fireball. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So they make their own Fireball. Exactly. That's awesome. We should have a... We should do a tasting. We should get one from Resurrection, one from there, and, and a Fireball, and we can and we should blind taste test all three I of was them. just going to say, we should put blindfolds on and yeah, 100%. Okay. Uh, they also do like a Lemoncello of... Uh, liqueur which is really cool looking as well and uh yeah oh man i think like that's it i like i don't have that much information because there's no like um yeah uh so i like i like the idea of flavored vodkas i think they add a nice flair to a cocktail yes um you know there's like bacon vodka and jalapeno mm. vodka like you mentioned is quite popular the garlic one that i mentioned but i went to this festival where you could taste a bunch of spirits and stuff mm-hmm. and i tried this dill pickle vodka 
and I had such high hopes for it. And they're like, this makes a great Caesar. And I was like, okay. And so tried it a little bit with the Caesar and was like, yeah, okay. And then tried it on its own. And I was like, (laughs) 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 and like, I don't, I don't want to speak ill of the company because I think what they were doing was commendable and they were trying to produce something that was unique and and had good flavor. But Mm -hmm. I think that they missed the mark on it. And um, I have high hopes for where the company will go, like for where the a dill pickle vodka will go, but yeah. that wouldn't that one miss the mark. So oh, I'm glad to hear that in your experience these vodkas were um good and like yes. like well balanced and like even trying them straight it was uh well worth it. So Oh absolutely. Uh if you were if you find yourself uh sorry I don't have more information, but this is a must try place when you go out to uh yeah. Tofino, which especially in the summer months, this is that uh, Tofino is the place to be. Um so if you find yourself in Tofino and looking to try some wonderful spirits, uh check out Tofino Distillery at six eight one Industrial Way, unit G and H. Awesome. Well that about wraps it up for this leg of our journey. Taste BC Radio is recorded, edited, and produced by Jeff Wilson and me, Dan Kavanaugh. You can continue the journey and check out everywhere we talked about today in the show notes and our Taste BC map. Make sure to follow us on Taste BC Radio on Instagram and Facebook, and we'd love to have you join our community on Patreon. Links are in the show notes. Tune in next time to find out what we will be tasting next, and never miss an episode by subscribing on your podcast app. In the meantime, make sure to rate and review the show. This really helps us grow, and we really do appreciate the feedback. Until next time, support local and keep keep it tasty. Nice. Very, oh my god, my my brain is fried right now. I can only imagine you. I've just I've just been staring at the same three projects for six days straight. So sorry. No, that's okay, man. It's all good. Um, so nothing but great things to say about owners. Um, 